0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective and the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. Let's go get a problem. 520
1: Collective, where music meets ministry, and the indie
0: artists take center stage.
1: Take a ride through my old town, old me, old Sean, might need boats, cry oceans, here flow
0: down my old child, bear, so broke no hope round here, been trying to cope since like 01, better slow down for your sign. you might, ocean. Oh all right, what's good, fam? This is Eric Boston with 520 Collective. I'm here in Greenfield, Missouri, on location. Uh, we are at the kickoff for 2019 Extreme Tour. What, what? Uh, right? Yeah. So excited to be out here. This is the actually the first event that 520 has been able to come around to cover, so it's pretty awesome. Um, and then sitting here with me, guys, we have Psalm. From Idaho, yes sir, and uh, Gallery Cat, Dude, they are both um, kind of heading up this uh, whole crazy thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're working together. Uh, it's cool. Song has been a part of the tour for I guess three it's years nice now. It's the yeah. third year being a part of this tour. Uh, first, he was he came out as like a local act in some of our Idaho spots, and then last year he wanted to do more. So you joined us in Detroit, right? is Where you jumped on with us? Yeah, yeah. And then you rocked on the East Coast with us for a while, and then you jumped over on the West Coast for a bit, and man, it's been like a crazy journey, and he was like, I want to do more, and I was like, cool, and then we saw that, you know, he got signed, and one of our guys was like, he ain't gonna be able to do it now that he's, you know, busy and moving up, and blah, 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 and I was like... I was like, all I know is what he said. And then he called and he was like, I got a sound system. I got a van. I got a trailer. I got my family signed up. <laughs> yes. We're hitting the road. We're doing this. And she I was like, all yeah. right. Yeah, so they just, they, they, they jumped all in. And it's been a huge blessing to have him out. So he is taking this to a whole new level, uh, even than some other artists who have come out here. And uh, we're just, we're grateful to have him out, man.
0: Really grateful to be here. Well, well, cool. well song let's, let's talk about that for, for a minute, man. Obviously, you know, um, uh, if people have been checking out Five Twenty since we got started up, they've seen you on the site and, and are probably familiar with it. Uh, first of all, let's just talk about, you know, how did you get going, you know, within CHH and then, you know, how, how are you feeling as far as like just being a part of this tour?
2: Uh, well, I used to do secular music. Um, you know, thought I was on the fast track to success with uh, that whole shtick, and behind the scenes it was really just a really self-destructive lifestyle and culture that I was a part of, and it came to a head one, time, one day when I had to kind of choose between pursuing music or being a family man, and it was literally as black and white as that, and I, uh, that was the first time I really turned to God, and prayed and actually listened uh, for a response, and um, long story short, God God basically uh, just kind of realigned me and, and helped me to get my priorities straight. Um, he, he redeemed my family, which was in complete shambles uh, because I was just a terrible husband and, and father figure. And uh, I, I stepped away from music completely. I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. A couple years later, I should say when I stepped away from music, I also had kind of this premonition that God was going to call me back into music in a much more kind of humble Setting and more focused towards you know being a positive change, and lo and behold, a couple years later, doors just started opening. And uh, the extreme tour actually—I I did a couple small small church shows, uh, but the extreme tour was really the first, my first experience with uh, using music as a ministry and trying to reach people, you know, uh, boots on the ground as, as a ministry effort. And it was just—it blew my mind. It was—it was so so polarly opposite from what I knew from touring around in the secular realm where it's all just about you know increasing your platform and kind of glorifying yourself and uh you know making money and those are absolutely not what this tour is about and it was just very refreshing and everybody on the tour I was really just uh kind of just enamored with everyone's heart and you know how they were using their gifts in such a selfless way and I wanted to be a part of it and uh, so I did, and they were gracious enough to give me a shot, and it's just kind of grown from there. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to look too far into the future, but I, I really do prayerfully hope that I'll be a long-term asset with the Extreme Tour, even if it means I don't ever make, you know, a real living off of music or make, you know, yeah. uh, any sort of established name for myself. I, I just really want to, I, I really believe in what these guys are doing,
0: and I just, uh, I, wa- I want to be there for the ride. Awesome. So, I mean, Idaho, you probably don't typically think of that as like a, a hip-hop hot hotbed, right? <laughs> it's I mean, funny
2: because <laughs> <laughs> Angelo, Angelo comes up every time he introduces me, man, he comes up on stage and he's like, all right, this guy's from Idaho. Who knows what Idaho's known for? We're going to say it together on the count of three and everyone's going to say potatoes. Right. And while everyone else does potatoes, Angelo, hip-hop! <laughs> and of you know, everyone kind of looks, looks at each other baffled. But yeah, no, it's a, there's not a huge... Not a huge hip hop culture in Idaho, um, I, it wasn't really until I uh, got out of state that I, I ever started making any real like, momentum for my music. Um, that said, I feel like since I've, since I've kind of, uh, I don't know, gotten, gotten momentum behind my music, I have seen a lot of doors open in my state for the music, so it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of one of those things where you go, you go outside your state and make a name for yourself and your state will, I guess, take you a little more seriously. Okay.
1: yeah. It's been kind of cool to see though, there has been, I've noticed, not being from Idaho, the number of artists who are emerging in Idaho area, you know, um, there's and now my mind of course is going to go extremely blank. Uh, but Jovi. Yeah. Ref. Uh, ref. Yeah, uh well who's that dude? Roman is it Roman?
2: Roman, I haven't heard him make much noise, man. Those guys um, those guys are the ones that kind of put me onto the, the Idaho hip hop scene. Yeah, yeah. I
1: haven't heard much. But but, but the fact that the fact that that, that it exists, that there's yeah. something happening there, I think it's really cool. And I think for someone to carry that mantle, uh, there's a lot of people who have the idea of like let me in, let me in And then, you know, Issam is just like, I don't need permission. Uh, And I think think that's kind of a thing that that, uh, we try to push even as the extreme tour. For any artist who's trying to pursue what God has for them, um, there's this mentality that there are these gatekeepers and they have to have the approval from, you know, like the right label, the right blog, the right magazine, the right scene uh, in order to validate what they're doing. And unless they get that validation, unless they, unless they get that validation, they, they feel like what they're doing doesn't have meaning. But what we're saying is you don't need permission when there's a commission in your life. You know, when there's a calling in your life, you don't need permission to answer the calling. You don't need permission to love your neighbor. You don't need permission to go out and make a difference and impact your community. You don't need anyone co-signing for you. If God has already called you to do something, you do it. Right. And and we're seeing that, you know, uh, and and that's the other thing is like, are are you pursuing a career? Are you pursuing a calling? If you're pursuing a career, you can get it and you're going to feel really empty. You know, I've been doing this for a long time now. I mean, I, I, a couple of decades, more than a couple of decades of doing this, and and I've seen so many people get to where they thought they wanted to be, and then go, I'm I, I'm done. Like it's like yeah, like, like like I did everything I did, and and not only are they walking away from the industry, but they're walking away from Christ. Yeah. And God's like, at what point did I tell you to pursue that over me? <laughs> At what point did I tell you to pursue that over loving people? Like, my commandment was very clear. Love me and love others, you know. Uh, where everything else kind of falls into place is, that was your own doing, you know. Um, and, and I think that that's why that's why I'm completely blown away when I see guys like, like Andy taking a step of faith and going, um, he knows who supplies his needs. He yeah. knows, like... Yeah, he's got the music and he's got... I mean, the dude's got uh, an incredible family. If you you get a chance to meet him, they're they're all incredible. Like, his son is absolutely great also, you know, I mean it's like a, I don't know if you've seen the video, it's a pretty cool video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna shame and shameless plug here, plug your video. What's the name of the video? It's Fresh. It's called Fresh. Uh, Yeah, we
0: we got it up on the site.
1: Yeah, so check that out man, I mean there's so much talent, you could see the call all over Andy's life and, and as a tour we wanted to stand with him and You know, he was just like, he was wanting to be more involved. But once again, he's pursuing what God has for him. And in turn, like, God has opened up so many doors. Uh, I was just talking with your wife about, like, the way that God has made. There are people who work their entire life to be able to tour for two weeks, right? You know, or to come out and do, like, like they'll go out and do, like, spot dates. But to live on the road and pursue this as a lifestyle, it's totally doable. It's not easy. But it's totally doable, and so when we see Andy doing stuff like this, we're just like, yeah, we wanna stand alongside you, we wanna help support you, and just help you kind of understand the calling that God has in your life and whatever that leads to, of course, man, there's a place for Andy here for us. But honestly, we know that God is doing something in his life. Just like every artist that comes on this, comes out on this tour, like they all have their own story, they all have their own journey where they'll tell you, like, I was pursuing the label, I was pursuing this, I was pursuing that. Like nothing satisfied, nothing satisfied until you started pursuing what God has for you, you know, uh, something that we talk about on this tour is our measure of success, you know, our measure of success. And this is great. It's not based on how many people show up. It's not based on how much merch is sold. It's not even based on how many hands go up during an altar call, right? It's based on obedience, are we being obedient to what God called us to? to you know, um, we, can, we, can, we can run around and do our, our, our godly duties, or we can do what we think we're supposed to be doing and make sure that we're checking off all the ticks, like checking all the boxes for the Romans Road and doing all these things. And God's going, actually, what I wanted you to do is go there, shut your mouth, and just listen to my kids that are crying. They just need to be seen and celebrated. They just need to know that they're loved. They need, a, they need the love to be demonstrated to them before it's declared. They need to see my hands and feet moving in their life. We were just talking about this the other night of like why Christ was performing miracles. It wasn't to show how powerful he was. It wasn't to swing his spiritual bravado of like, look at how cool I got some dope tricks up my sleeve, you know, about to spit in this dirt and wiki 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 in your eyes and now you are gonna have sight. That's not what it was about. It was, it was to lead to salvation. These things were to lead, to show his love. He said, what's easier for me to say, your sins be forgiven or get up and walk? You know, it was easy for him to say, get up and walk. Because in order for him to say, your sins be forgiven, he had to die. He had to lay his life down. And what did he ask us to do? The same things I'm doing, I want you to do. So he's asking us to lay our lives down and knowing that he's going to provide all our needs. And man, I've been seeing God just provide for him. provide for. We see God move every day. We We see God move on this tour every day because we have. To. You go out in that you go out in that parking lot and you look at our vehicles.
0: <laughs> you go look you go look at Andy's vehicle and you so I mean, like... we, saw this, we, we, we read the story of you yeah. had a little. Uh, Fun getting going on oh, this. Oh yeah, it's
2: been it's been a journey, man. This is just the first show and it's already been a crazy ride getting to this point. So. Yeah.
1: And then you go look at the band we're dropping and you'll be like, dang, we would kill for his band. I Yeah. Awesome. Oh anyway, sorry, yeah, I just I get excited and, yeah. and, and it's it's just great to know that man, I'll tell you, uh I love, absolutely love the Christian hip-hop community, um, and I, I love that everything is, is, is moving forward, and I love that everything is, is being, um, I don't want to say refocused around Christ, but um, there seems to be an awakening of people wanting to uh, show the love of Christ. Um, yeah. It's not Christian for the sake of being Christian. You know, uh, I felt like there was a time where people were like, let's just jam as much uh, Bible verses as we can or let's jam as many sermon notes as we can into our lyrics. I mean, I've I, I done the same thing. I released an album years ago called Sermon on Tape that I have removed um, because it was it, I mean, I, it was hard for me to go back and listen to it because it was more about us. There was a point where it was more about us being heard and being validated yeah exploiting. And yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and i think what happens is is uh, so there's this thing in artist where i want to go on stage and i'm going to share my heart and people are going to hear that heart and they're going to cheer for christ and then i will be validated you know, I, it'll validate what I'm doing. And, and and then, you know, we say that if we just reach one person, it's all worth it. But then when there's one person there, we get really upset and frustrated. Or when it's one person that gives you a like, you're like, how come nobody's supporting and all this and that. Um, but, then I, but then that switch to where when I was on stage, it went from me wanting to expose my heart and expose what God was doing, not to validate myself, but if I could connect with somebody and they felt that they were in the same situation and they were validated... You know, then it was like, hey, to let people know that they're not alone and what they're looking for and what they're searching for. And that's what I've seen when we go to these towns. I mean, you wouldn't think, oh, Greenfield, Missouri, there's going to be a lot of people there that love hip hop. You can look at the people in the crowd and go, they're probably not first choice hip hop listeners, you know. Um, But there's something that happens when it's no longer transactional, but it's but there's an actual move and there's this this move of beauty beautiful thing that god is doing and all of a sudden it's like god we don't first of all we don't validate god Uh, that's that's another mistake that we make we feel like if once people see how cool i am then they'll see how cool jesus is and i'm gonna rack them up for jesus you know and you're welcome jesus you know i'm your hands and feet Blinged out to the max, you know, making you look better than you. You know, it's like, that's ridiculous. It's Christ who, who validates us. Yeah. And so if, once again, we should be validating others. We should be loving others. We should be walking people into the right relationship. Um, and so, and so seeing and, and hearing all of that. And, and it's not just, I mean, it's in every aspect of every genre. You know, there's this, there's this thing where there's this awakening happening with artists that are going, people need to hear Christ, not me Mm -hmm. i'll share my story but i want to make sure that it's christ that they're seeing and you're seeing that more and more in artists and it's beautiful there was a time where i i mean there's stuff of my own i can't stand. i go back and it's like i turned it off because i was like what was i thinking you know and it's because i was still in that mindset of needing the cosine, needing the, for some reason, I needed my pastor to go, that was a good job, you know, and I needed, you know, the, the right magazine to go, oh, this is spiritually sound and blah, 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 blah. And, and we forgot that who we're supposed to be reaching, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love Andy's heart everywhere we've gone over the years. There's this, there's this, uh, or Psalms heart. Um, there's this, uh, there's this thing that happens, where there's just this, um, it's an atmosphere shift, you know, and it's not Andy up there. You know, it's, it's, you can really see God moving in it and you hear it in his lyrics and yeah. and um, there was this moment last year where kids were asking him, and I'll, I'm gonna brag on him because he won't brag on himself, but we were on tour and kids were asking him for, for autographs and he was like, cool, but I need you to sign my shirt too. And he was sitting there, and he got done, and his shirt was just covered in autographs from the kids. That's awesome. And I thought, what a beautiful thing for these kids to go, what? You want my autograph? Uh, and, and it wasn't about the autograph, but it was, it was about seeing and celebrating these kids, you know, for people to understand that they have a plan and a purpose and they have value. You know, people would never think that they have a value inside of them. And And for Andy to be able to communicate that in a way that is like he doesn't have to say you know you're so valuable and you're so cool i want you to sign he was like no no, i need your signature i never want to forget you and those kids are like but we're here to see you and he's like no 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 no. that's not what you're here to see you know he's like i'm just making noise so that i can direct you to what i'm really doing and you see god honoring every step of the way
2: i I think that's a beautiful thing about this tour too is you know there's like he said you look out there there's not a ton of hip hop heads you know per se but right. if if my music doesn't resonate with them this hodgepodge of artists that we have in somebody's music is going to strike a chord with somebody out there you know what I mean Definitely. It's, not, it's not genre bound and this tour is an absolute ministry to me as well I mean it, it is man this, this, this isn't just about I mean from a selfish standpoint this isn't just about changing those kids lives this changes my life it really does I mean leading up to this tour I mean there was a ton of doors opening this year so I felt really strongly that God was calling me in this direction um but it was still, I, I was, it was like, a, it, felt, it felt heavy, you know what I mean? Just getting, getting the things put together. I almost, and this has been true every year, I kind of ride this fence right up until the end point where I'm like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to do this? But as soon as I get out here, man, and just reconnect with these people, it's just like this wave washes over me. And it's like, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this, this tour isn't, isn't just a ministry for those people, it, it has absolutely reminded me how and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay.
0: So. Well, let's, let's talk about your music for a minute because I'm really interested to, to find out, um, one, how, how you define your music because if we're going to be honest, if you look at it on the surface level, right, if you see some of the visuals that you put out and, and um, just from that surface, it doesn't necessarily scream Christian hip-hop, right? I mean, it, there's, there's this dark element to it. Yeah. Um, You know, I know some people might be quick to like lump it into with like an NF or or something like that, you know, but uh, I think there's a lot more to it than that. So I want to hear your take on it, because whenever people get past what the initial uh, view is of it, there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of really good stuff that's covered in your music, man. Uh, That's what's impressed me. So how do you kind of define what you do?
2: I would say each project is different. Um, I'm human. You know, I'm absolutely sold out for Jesus, but I still struggle with, you know, iniquity and uh, just all the things that go with being a human. And so I don't I don't ever intend to sugarcoat my music or try to package it in this pretty little Christianese sort of, uh, you know, uh, delivery. I just, I just express my journey and my personal journey. And that's, I mean, that's how my first, the first CHH album I put out, that's literally what it was. I wasn't even intending on releasing it. I was just writing my heart and, you know, uh, putting down on paper, I didn't even have instrumentals or anything at that point. It was literally just writing, you know, uh, with no intention of marketing or anything, just what I was experiencing walking with God and all the struggles and hardships that came with that. And Sometimes, man, I mess up so bad that I feel like I'm beyond God's reach. So you might hear a song in there that kind of reflects that. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, But I, absolutely, my heart is always, always to, to glorify Christ and to bring people back to God. And uh, I, get, I get a lot of flack from non-believers and believers alike because it doesn't fit in the box of what Christian music's supposed to sound like. But I believe that nowadays that box is kind of being broken open, not just by myself, but by a lot of artists. You mentioned NF, that guy, I mean, if you listen to his music, it definitely doesn't scream Christian. It it doesn't. I mean, uh, you can tell he deals with a lot of of issues and a lot of, you know, just like self-loathing and and doubt and uh, all the things that come with being human. And we would be, I think we'd be doing a disservice to, to... Uh, those that we're, we're speaking to if we pretended to have it all together if we pretended to be just these perfect christians because we're setting setting poor expectations jesus never said that life was going to be easy you know what i mean in right. fact i think yeah. that he calls us to the opposite um i turned down a tour with uh uh five and curtis hoppy and derek minor this summer oh wow. um, to be a part of this tour and it's because and it was kind of a bittersweet thing to do um because obviously the, the human in me would love that uh, yeah. accolade and that acclaim and, you know, that validation, as Angelo puts it. But I, I don't believe, I believe that, that Jesus calls us to not necessarily a life of comfort and luxury. I mean, look, look how Jesus' ministry looked. You know, I mean, almost every, almost every single one of his disciples died as martyrs for their faith. You know what I mean? So if yeah. we're really going really to say that we're doing what Jesus calls us to do, I don't think it's about... Uh, you know, getting up on a church pew and singing to christians i mean there 's a place for that for edification and iron, sharpening iron, but I, be, I believe that you know on the, on, on the ground level on the front line, you have to speak in a language that 's going to resonate and, and reach the people you 're speaking to. You know what I mean so yeah. I, I think that it, it behooves me to share my, my issues and my doubt, but then ultimately you know, give credence to the fact that hey yeah i 'm imperfect i 'm flawed along with everybody else. But I have this solid foundation of truth that I can turn to in any moment of any day, which will remind me of who I am, you know, a child of of the one true king. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that some some of my songs come across as a little bit more Christian than others but I'm not, I'm not super like theologically, uh, versed. I read, I read my Bible, but I don't have the best memory. I don't have the best like retain. I'm not able to retain things very well. So I don't think there's a ton of like theology packed into my music. A lot of it is just kind of feeling and emotion based. Um, it's just an expression of of what I'm going through on, on my journey as a human being. Uh,
0: well, I think that that, that that feeling and that emotion is what's going to cause people to connect with your music, you the, the second thing that I've noticed, you know, being able to kind of watch from the outside over this past year or so, um, has been just how hard you work with your music, right? I mean, you put out, you know, a good amount of music, but you also put out several videos of their quality. Um, I mean, what's, what's the driving force behind that aspect of it? Because there's a lot of guys out here that they're just living to drop singles, right? And, yeah. And, and that's it drop it and they move on yeah but it's different with you. Uh,
2: this might be a little long-winded so I apologize <laughs> um, I don't feel like I work super hard on my music at this point at least at least compared to where I was in the secular world when I was doing secular music man I was beating my head against the brick wall and I, I made a lot of a lot of doors open and I, I reached a lot of accolades and had a lot of success in the secular world but it came at a great cost like I, I sacrificed every fiber of my being to make those things happen. Um, in contrast, when I, when I first stepped back into, back into the hip-hop world as a Christian artist, I kind of fell into that same routine of just like obsessing over that next accolade and that next accomplishment and that next validation. And God just quickly showed me that that's not his heart. That's not his heart. So I I, I kind of fell back and... I, I just prayed about it and I just said, God, he, in fact, he called, like I said, he called me out of music and I spent a couple of years just doing local ministry, you know, serving at homeless shelters and just kind of, um, just going where I felt God was calling me and my family and, and repairing my family and being, being the husband and father that I should have been all along, you know, um, kind of repairing my home base. And when the doors started opening again, God just kind of, he showed me that, you know, like if it's in his will, things are going to happen. And I feel like the, the minute I, start, I stopped obsessing and stopped worrying about becoming somebody in the music industry, is when the doors really started opening. And all the, all the stuff, I mean, I do video. I've, I've done video historically. I run camera, me and my wife both run cameras. So that's something that it doesn't feel like work when I'm doing that. It's, uh, it's just part of the thing. But usually when I make an album, I'll spend some time making my album, and then I'll spend some time shooting all my videos. So all my videos for Death Proof, for instance, have been done for over a year. Wow. And okay. I, just trickled, I just trickled them out. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? So it's not really – there's never like this real high-pressure agenda. Um, but I have been blown away by the amount of doors. That's one thing that I do. If a door opens, I'm faithful to walk through it because I, I now believe that if doors open for my music, it's because God is opening those doors. I believe that – You know, if if something happens, if there's an opportunity that presents itself, I prayerfully, you know, I bring it to God and I I weigh it out, obviously. But for the most part, um, I'm just I'm just faithful. Like Angelo said, like obedient. I just try to be obedient to my call and I try to do what I do well. Um, But it's it's a it's really I mean, I was I was a drug dealer on top of of, uh, touring with music. My other source of income was selling drugs. And when I gave that up, obviously God called me away from that as well. But when I gave that up, it was really scary because we had this standard of living off all the money we were making off music and drugs. And I literally walked away from both sources of income at one time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a really scary step to take. And I just prayed like, God, if, if, if I'm supposed to do this, please fill the gap. Please provide for my family and make sure that we don't suffer and we don't struggle. And within about six months, I became... Uh, a founding owner of a company that has done, and I'm not trying to flex numbers, but it's first year, like 1.5 million in sales. Oh wow. And it was just this, this incredible blessing that allowed me freedom that I've never known, like personal freedom that I've never known. And I, I, I began praying, like, what am I supposed to do with this freedom? And, uh, this tour is something that I really feel strongly that God is calling me into because it does like, there's, there is not many people in today's society that has the the liberty to take off from home for four months and go on a, go on the road like the tour doesn't pay. We I mean we get lodging and food, and if you run sound, they'll help you with gas. And if you you know on staff, they kind of have some like gas stipends. But beyond that, it's an un, it's completely uh, donation based. Right. Um, and you're going into these impoverished communities where there really isn't any money, so you can't count on merch sales. You can't you can't count on anything other than what, you know, God is going to provide for you. And it's blown me away how much God has provided for me, you know? So it might look like I'm real busy on the surface, but I'm just walking through doors that God has opened for me and he's opened a ton of them, a ton of them. So yeah, it's been, it's been an adventure, man.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm sure that's, uh, that's maybe something that, you know, some of these indie artists that we're, you know, conversing with on a daily basis would, Maybe like to know more about you know yeah. sort of for sure, or, yeah. Or how, how to how to get to, you know doing that on their end.
2: I would underline three times what Angelo emphasized about obedience because I I believe that if I had not been obedient in walking away from my my music completely and serving where God was was putting me, I don't think any of this would have happened. I think that I think that our first our first priority to God is to make sure that we are doing what we as individuals need to do you know and you heard it, you hear it said that myth, that your family is your first ministry and that's I, I believe that that 's absolutely true and that 's where God called me I had, I had spent years neglecting my family, and God forced me to sit down and address all those holes in my own ship you know yeah. and I think that it 's only because of that obedience that I have had such good fortune with with uh, my musical endeavors, and I feel like if i 'm ever If I ever stop being over, in fact, I've felt it. I have felt myself get, you know, carried away in my flesh and start making it about something it shouldn't be about. And I can almost instantly feel, almost instantly feel this disconnect. Like, okay, God's not at the wheel anymore. So, you're not, you're not going to be fruitful. And I feel that in my bones, and then I see it in my efforts. So, it's like, I I really truly believe that the the number one for any, for any Christian artist listening, and your, your calling may never be to become like this famous artist. I don't think I'll ever get there. I don't think that I'll ever become, you know, like this, uh, NF or Lecraire, Andy Minio level artist, but I don't believe that that's what God's calling me to. I believe that God is calling me to the trenches with people like the extreme tour and going, like Angela says, looking for that one person who needs to hear the gospel and needs to hear somebody who they can relate to, to help introduce them to a loving and merciful God, you know,
0: definitely. And guys, you know, like I said, we are here at, in Greenfield, Missouri. It's the first stop of the Extreme Tour. And this is a tour that goes not only nationwide but worldwide. right? So uh, this is just the first stop. They're, they got an East Coast Lake heading out from here a West Coast Lake. So if you're listening, look them up. Find that city that's close to you and come out and, and just uh, fellowship with these guys for a while. Uh, I mean, not only are you going to get blessed with some great music, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be a blessing to them to absolutely.
2: see you absolutely yeah you can find you can find all the dates listed at the extreme com um, as well as artists you know if you are interested in being a part of this i I think that every every artist who has a heart for ministry should entertain the idea of coming out with these guys for a couple of weeks and they are very open about who they're willing to work with they're not looking for you know uh, people with huge accolades under their belts necessarily they're just looking for people who's whose vision and heart lines up with what they're doing. So you can also, you can apply uh, to be involved with the extreme tour at the extreme as well. And I would encourage any artist listening to, to do just that because it's a super positive experience and it really, it really has the potential to change lives. It's, it's changed my life for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And guys, if you haven't heard Psalm's music, uh, Man, all I can say is go, go check it out. You know, uh, 520collected.com. Go to the search bar, just type in Psalm. You'll find everything that we have posted up on there. But if they want to get with you directly, you know, what's the site that they can go to? I mean you want to send them to Spotify? or, uh, And then also, what about social medias?
2: Yeah, so it's pretty easy. It's all across all my platforms. It's just Psalm Music, M U Z I K. The name Psalm came to me. Um, my, my first name's David. And uh, the way that I wrote my first album was just, it felt reminiscent of the way David wrote Psalms, honestly. Um, so that's how I got my name. But it didn't do me many favors when it comes time to search me up on Google. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I threw the music on the end. Um, so my website is SawMusic, M U Z I K dot com. Uh, my Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those handles are the exact same, just SawMusic, all one word. Um, yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would love to connect with people. That's really what this is all about for me. Uh, shoot me a message, reach out to me, and I, I do my best to respond to everybody uh, who, who contacts me. And I, I love praying with and for people. And I just, uh, yeah, I, I hope to uh, get the chance to, to do just that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, Sam, man, we uh, appreciate you taking you know, some time out here before the, the tour gets kicked off. Uh, with this show tonight in Greenfield to just sit down and talk with us here at 520 Collective, man. Definitely appreciate it. Hope it's not uh, not the last time that we get to chop it up.
2: Likewise. Thank you, Eric. You, you guys are a huge blessing to me. You've you've always been real supportive of what I'm doing, and I, I appreciate you guys and uh, consider you guys brothers in Christ, so I appreciate you.
0: No problem. Guys, when you're done listening to this, make sure you uh, click on some of those 520 Collective podcasts while you're there on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you're at listening to the podcast, listening to this interview, you'll find the podcast as well and we'll look forward to touching base with you guys soon.
2: Peace!